What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. It is Casey Brown here. I realize I probably should say what I do when I'm introing these podcasts. So if we get any new friends coming our way, you'll understand a little more about me, your host. So my name is Casey Brown, personal trainer, running my blog, powercakes.net. Since 2009, I started blogging over at blogspot.com. So yes, I am a grandma, I feel like in the blogging industry. But um, what else do I do? I am a personal trainer. I do some online personal training, but I am mostly in person with my clients. So that's where a lot of these stories and inspiration and questions come from for the blog, but or for the podcast and the blog, actually. But it's really interesting. So I actually just had a uh, my therapy session, my weekly therapy session, and something that we were talking about was how a lot of the times through my whole life, honestly, and this could be a whole nother episode because I want to get into my girl, Allie, who is on the podcast today, but I have always been somebody who maybe holds back in speaking what I really feel, right? It's bit, it's, it, it kind of goes hand in hand with my anxiety. Um, it's something that I have worked through for a very long time. And it's really cool to be putting in all this work that I've done over the last year, getting back into therapy and just trying to find my voice again. And not so much for bad things, right? Like not like I want to call people out and and do anything like that. It's more of that the more that I am sharing and opening up and 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 having these discussions, the more that not only am I growing and coming more into my voice than ever before, but I really think it's honestly inspiring some other people to do the same. And I hope that's what you're getting out of this. That is what I've always wanted with a podcast is to be able just to talk and and share stories and hear other people's stories. And then from there, be able to take little pieces of that and use it in your own life. Even if you're not a personal trainer, even if you're not in the fitness industry, even if you do nothing that Allie and I do, you can take from this little pieces that you can use in your everyday life. And I think that that is a beautiful freaking thing. And I'm just so happy you're here. And you are getting something out of this podcast. And we're just so excited with where we're going with it. And so I just want to thank you guys, obviously, for that support. So with that being said, today, I'm so excited to bring you my girl, Allie. I call her Allie. Her long name is Alessandra, but I like to call her Allie. She's in my phone as Allie Impact, which you'll learn about in this episode as to how we met Um it's crazy. This girl, she's amazing, people. If you're not already following her, I'm going to link everything below. But she reached out to me years and years ago um, asking for tips on using Instagram and uh, blogging and, and social media. And she's like a little bit younger than me, just a couple years younger than me. And I remember being so like, like blushing that somebody wanted my help. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And so we kind of started a friendship that way. And our moms are both personal trainers and we grew up with a very similar upbringing. And before you know it, we were like, oh my God, we're meant to be friends. Okay, dude, this girl is crushing it. Over 80, I think it's 85,000 followers on Instagram. She left her full-time corporate fitness job, jumped into being an online trainer full-time with her husband at home with their new 18-month-year-old Kai. And just the drive and like, you know, taking that leap of faith to follow what she knew she was passionate about Again, even if you're not a trainer, if you're not an entrepreneur yourself or whatever, you're going to get something out of this episode. And Allie, I just am so proud of her. She, we've all come so far. And the fact that she even came to me for help and now looking at her, I'm like, this girl is on a whole different level. She's amazing. She creates quality content and we're constantly telling or saying out loud that we need, you need to find people in your industry that you just gel with and your energies align. And Allie and I are opposite yet very much the same um, in the way that we think and the way we approach things and the 
the passion we both have. Uh, she has it tattooed actually on her. I think it's her left shoulder. Passion never fails. And to me, that can't be any more true. Um, your passion will never fail. Your passion's there for a reason. So listen to that voice. Listen to that passion. Um, she talks about meeting her husband in San Diego, how they're both from Connecticut, but met in San Diego, moved back across the country to start their own business. And yeah, you're just going to get so much out of this. We have so much more to come with Allie. She's going to be joining us in future episodes. She actually is going to be talking about, uh, pregnancy and training through pregnancy and, oh my gosh, everything that comes along with judgment and, and people saying things to you on the internet over different things. And it's just, this girl is just coming to her own and I'm so proud and so honored to be able to call her a friend and you guys are just going to get a ton out of this. So hope you guys enjoy the episode. Again, all the links below for Allie and her new new venture, which is Fit Coach, Fit Coach. Oh my God. This is why I should not host a podcast. <laughs> Fit Coach Pro. I just put words as one word, um, where it's helping online trainers with templates and a whole back end to running their own businesses. And it's just so cool to be able to pay it forward, help others in this industry. And that's what this girl does. And her husband, Josh and their baby Kai is like the cutest thing. And they have two of the cutest dogs ever. So just get ready. This is an awesome episode. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Bye. But don't, I, every single one we do, I'm like, so here we are jumping right into it. Cause that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, no, I- um, so on today's show, everyone, I call her Allie. I know she has this long, fancy name, but I've called Allie Allie for years. So we're just going to call Allie Allie. I have her in my cell phone actually as Allie impact, which we'll go into oh because I gosh. haven't, I haven't changed it <laughs> since we met. So I like, I always want to, and then I'm like, no, I, I have to keep it. Like, it makes me like smile, but it's funny when I go to search your name to text you, I start typing in a L E like I start typing in like your long fancy name and then I can't find you. And then I'm like, Oh, it's Allie impact. Oh like, my gosh, that's hilarious. I didn't know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I will literally show you. I have Allie impact in my phone and all impact is all capital letters. Just so you know. So, so yeah. Well, so funny. Back to our roots. Yes. So I have the beautiful Allie on my podcast. We have been friends for like a very long time in this fitness industry. Our stories are weirdly parallel um, in how we grew up. Our mothers are both personal trainers. We're going to get into how like Allie's story. Um, But I wanted to first start off with saying that a little bit like from my perspective of how our friendship started. And then it's just so Allie's just killing it everyone. And I hope after this, if you're, they're probably already all following you. Cause like I said, I, I like push your stuff out all the time to everybody, but, um, in the fitness industry, I was saying this yesterday or two days ago on another podcast episode, it's so rare to find other trainers or people in this industry that are willing to collaborate to share ideas with you, to learn from each other, because a lot of other experiences that I had prior to meeting a lot of you all in my circle now were people that didn't want to share clients, didn't want to share what they were doing, didn't want to give you any insight on as if there was something so secretive that they were doing that you weren't doing. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I met a long time ago, Allie reached out to me and wanted to start social media and maybe was looking into blogging. And this is probably what year would that have been? That was 20. So I was in San Diego at summer of 2014, 2014. Okay. So the crazy thing is, and I'm going to jump all over the place, but Allie. So in 2014 and I went, and Allie's going to say her whole side of this, but yeah, Allie's an intern at fitness quest 10, which is also where I ended up moving to and working in 20. 15 and which is crazy because we ended up working in the same place. Mm -hmm. But my really good friend, childhood friend, Jesse, 
worked out there and Allie was an intern. And at this time I was still in Pennsylvania and Allie, I remember my friend, Jesse being like, Hey, I have this girl, Allie. She's one of our interns. She's like super sweet. You'll like, you guys will just hit it off. And she keeps asking me all these questions about social media and blogging. And at this point, if it's 2014, I had been blogging for almost four years, probably at that point, which is crazy. That is insane. First of all, in like 2009 is when I started my blog. You were like the first OG blogger. (laughs) I mean, come on. I invented chia jam and nobody believes me. Like I used to mix berries with chia seeds. Oh my God. Call it chia jam 10 years ago. And I swear I was the one that invented it, but I digress. I just am saying I've been around for a long time. So I was, yeah. So 2014, I would have graduated college in 2012. So I'm just like a, a little bit older than Allie. And Jesse reaches out to me, this girl, she's all these questions. I just told her she needs to call you. Is that okay? And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Like I love talking to everyone. So I get this phone call and Allie's voice is like, we are such opposite in the way that like we project, right? Like I am very like, Hey, I'm in the room. Like what's up? And Allie, like you wouldn't know was in the room until you saw her and you're, and she's so like, but she has this, such a sweet, warm presence. Like that's just Allie. And so she calls me and I'm like, oh my gosh, like we just hit it off. We start talking about our moms are both trainers. Um, We were, you know, we're getting into this field. What, you know, she had all these questions about social media, which is really freaking funny now people because Allie's at like 80,000 Instagram followers and I'm still at the same number I was when Allie first called me. So let's just put it out there. Yes, but- we went, we took different paths there. So we'll this talk about that, but this is so true. And this is actually when I was talking to Casey Joe episodes ago, cause that's in where she's in that circle. Um, I said that I said, I feel like I found myself in a way getting lost in what other people were doing and being like, I'm, I could provide this information too, in my own way. But the difference between Allie and I is that, and we'll talk about her path, but she is an online trainer and I am a very in-person trainer. Mm -hmm. And so her, part of her job really is to provide content online, obviously to be getting clients and them to trust her and, and have this, uh, vulnerability online. And for me, my online source was always just an outlet of my creativity and, and an outlet of like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Or this is what I'm up to in my blog posts and my recipes. And so we had a, we still have a very different intention, I think behind our social media. Um, but I, it's just funny. Cause it's this girl that came to me for help is now crushing it, but I knew she would. And so I remember we connected there and then I was in California for an idea conference and you came to my workout that I hosted and there are pictures of us that I should pull out. Cause that's oh at least I need to see those. five or six years ago now. Like, yeah. Yeah. And there's the a picture of, of you. Internship. And I remember that was, you told me about that when we talked on the phone. Um, and I remember like, Oh my God, I have to make that work. And I skipped out on like what I, where I was supposed to be with my internship. Walk, Sorry, Todd. To walk to your park or whatever, which was like a little <laughs> bit of a walk. I was like by myself walking in the middle of the streets of where were we? LA. Yeah. That, was- that would have been, yeah, they alternated. They would do, I but right I think I was outside of LA. It was right outside of LA. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Why can't I think uh, of that word? Anaheim. Yes. Anaheim. Thank you. A, I knew it was an A. Anaheim. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, yep. little blonde girl walking the streets of Anaheim to me. Totally fine. doesn't know. Like, Yes, literally. And she shows up at my workout. I was hosting in the grass, like across from the convention center. Cause we weren't allowed to like make it part of the convention. It had to be like a separate thing. So I remember Allie showing up and that's the first time I think we, yeah, we met in person. And then you, I remember you having to like skirt out of there. Like I remember. Cause I skipped out on like one uh, like one of the other conference things and, yes. and I had to like make it back to do Todd's, um, whatever his big workout was of the day. So I had to like skedaddle my way back. But and now me working there, like I like that what people don't understand, I don't think is first of all, I love I loved when I worked out there 
the internship program in general, because I loved being like a mentor for the interns. Like I almost felt like I still was an intern when I worked out there only because it was such a new environment for me Mm -hmm. because I had always owned my own business and done my own thing. And then I went out to California and it was a whole different ball game for me to be in a gym with other trainers and people giving me my schedule. Like I never did that before. I kind of went backwards. And I remember when the interns would come in, I loved that so much because I would be like, oh my gosh, if I only had that when I was first starting, how amazing that would have been. But it was a tight ship, man. Like you- Oh yeah. yeah. It was a, yeah. I mean, honestly though, like looking back at I mean, obviously this was right when I graduated college. So this was like my last course, quote unquote, that I had to do to graduate. Um so that experience at Fitness Quest 10 really made me the trainer and the coach that I am today as an online coach. And that's a question I get all the time from people is like, you know, how did you get to where you are today? Like what do I like what are your tips for being a successful online coach? And I will always stick with the fact that you need to coach in person to be successful online because there are so many things that you just, you can't understand unless you're out on the floor coaching a real live human being through a movement pattern, but you just don't learn that through the internet. 100%. And that's, Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and like in this day and age, obviously being an online coach is something a lot of people want to do because, uh, well, especially this year. (laughs) Yes, right. But like even before this year, it's been getting more and more popular. And it was never something where Josh and I, my husband, were like, okay, we want to be an online health coach when we grow up. Like it was never like that for us. Our Um, generation didn't we didn't know it was really an option. And it Mm -hmm. kind of happened by accident for us. Like we were in this, like, obviously when you work at Fitness Quest 10, you like have this drive to work and train in person. And like, I wanted to work there for a while. And then I didn't get hired after my internship. And I was like, eh. So I just started working at a normal gym, but I was like, I don't want to, that was when I realized I didn't want to work for someone else. But -hmm. at the same time, Josh and I were like, well, we're not going to be able to build our own actual gym at this point, like broke coming out of college students living in San Diego. Like we can't just <laughs> go build. A oh gym. my God. The price to live there, people like I literally, can I just be so honest yes. when I living out there? Um, it was a, cause Allie's from Connecticut and I'm from PA, right? So we're on like the East side. Um, and people told me it was expensive, but Literally, I'm being 100% transparent because I was like just starting over out there again and waiting for clients and building back up again. Corey was sending me grocery money because I literally had no extra money. Like I paid rent and my student loans and my car that I bought out there, my little Ford Fiesta that I drove around because I couldn't spend more than a certain amount of money a month on it. Yeah. And yeah, I would, I was getting an allowance from my fiance at the time to go <laughs> to the freaking grocery store. Well, like, your I girl, forget. I, I was out there without a car. I was, Josh had to drive me everywhere and he, I couldn't drive <sighs> his car because he drove sticks. So he had oh to literally God. drive me anywhere. But yes, um, obviously not in a place to build a gym at that point so you know we decided to move back home to not because we didn't have money but even though we didn't really have money but because we wanted to be (laughs) (laughs) with closer to our family you know we're big family people um and when we did that it was just kind of like, well, our clients are few. We have probably had 10 solid clients who we trained in a park in San Diego when we started our business. They wanted to still continue to work with us. We were like, okay, well, we can just send you like the training programs that we've been doing and modify them each month and email them over to you. Even though we're not going to be in person with you, you can still do this, you know, on your own. And that's kind of how we got into online coaching. It was like an accident. Like they asked us to just send programs. And then we were like, oh, well, this could be something that we do for people like wherever, all over the world. And that's what it is now, which is crazy. Wow. And what year was that, that you guys, so maybe like backtrack a little bit on when, 
when you and well, okay, let's backtrack all the way. Right. So let's backtrack to you. <laughs> I was like to you and Josh, but we haven't met Josh yet in this story. So let's backtrack a little bit to 2014 Allie, right? Yep. Like reaching out to Casey, which, you know, grandma Casey, um, like where, where were you with all of that? Yeah. So let's go back. So. Let's go back, Allie. Let's do it. <laughs> so, you know, obviously at that point I'm a single lady just moved across the country didn't know I knew like a handful of people who lived in San Diego because it was like the popular thing to do at the time for the kids at my college to move there so like I had probably five people from Central Connecticut State University where I went to school that moved out there like a year before me um so like I kind of knew some people but not really and was still like totally by myself and it was like the best decision ever obviously changed my life but you know, working for Fitness Quest 10, interning, I don't even know how many hours a day. It was like probably 10. You guys, interns were there all the time. All day. You would get there Mm -hmm. before the sun came up and you would go home when it was dark out. So that was my my life. It was not a paid internship at all. Um, So I saved up for this point. And then I met Josh like a week after I moved to San Diego. We were Facebook friends. Um, He messaged me and was just like hey like I see you're moving out to San Diego I'm moving there a couple weeks before you like we should get lunch some like just something very casual so I was like okay like whatever like I don't know anybody we went to the same school never met in person and I was like all right I kind of know you we have mutual friends you're probably not gonna kidnap me so right (laughs) I know where you're from (laughs) yeah so we went to lunch and met and just from that point on hung out every single day Um, And then I remember asking, or at that point, my Instagram and social media following was very small. Like I, I couldn't even tell you how many followers or anything I had, but it was not very many. Um, I just did a bikini competition before I moved to San Diego. So I was like in that mindset of like, oh, I'm going to go to California and like compete in bikini. And like, I don't know, I just kind of like left the door open there. Um, Could we not talk about a whole episode of our oh, also journeys through that together? Yes. I'm writing that note down. Allie's going to be on here like 10 times. So <laughs> when we can, we can find time. <laughs> yes, that would be another. But go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so I was like in that mindset still and like, you know, eating clean and like whatever. Um, so I remember talking to Jesse and he was like, yeah, like you, cause I would like give Jesse and like give some of the people working at fitness quest tips on Instagram. Cause at that time I had a little bit of a following, but more than like, like social media was just kind of starting to like really take a turn with Instagram and there wasn't like TikTok or anything yet, but Instagram was really becoming like the, the, the main app at that point. Uh, Totally. So like whatever I was like trying to do my thing with that and just be your basic Fitzbo <laughs> hashtag basic Fitzbo I remember Jesse was like oh you have to meet like my childhood friend from home um you would love her her name's Casey and he was like yeah just you should just call her and I was like I'm not like a phone person at that point <laughs> so I was like you're gonna make me get out of my comfort zone and call this girl that I don't know and ask her for advice like what yes. so I just did it because I was like you know what this is like my year of just getting outside of my comfort zone moving across the country doing things that I was not normally doing so I was like let me just call her and I just I mean, you're just like the easiest person to talk to, which is why I said you're perfect at podcasting, but like you just made me feel so like welcome, I guess. And like excited. And like, I was just, I remember hanging up the phone with you and I think I called my mom right away. And I was like, oh my God, I just talked to this girl, Casey. She has this blog. It's called Power Cakes. And like, I just went on and on. I was like, her mom, she's also a trainer. And I was just so excited. Um, and look at us now. So that's like my side of the story. But like, I just remember, like, I want to do what Casey is doing. Like she is exactly what I want to be in the fitness industry. And like you were blogging and just reaching so many people and it was just awesome. But that was really the first experience that I had with like the whole blogging social media side of things. Like it just was something so new and so, I didn't really understand if it could be something where you even made money off of it or like how it all worked. It was just so unknown to me, but it was just exciting at that point. I just remember being so intrigued. 
that's exactly, I think how it started for so many people. Like I, I was joking on Casey, the, the other Casey's podcast that I, we used to post pictures. It almost was like, um, Instagram stories, but you posted it on your actual post. Yes. Like I would be like, I love dried, dried mango. And I'd post a picture <laughs> of dried mango. Like that was my actual post. Now people would be like, Oh, cool. Casey, like you dried mango. You know, it's like, I, the way that it has progressed has been unbelievable. Like I am like cringy at my old posts. Cause I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like the things we just used to share and, yeah. and it really did. And I think for Allie, obviously then became your, your path. And it's almost kind of like your own little website or blog now, like before, okay. like you said, it was just like, like I would post a, a picture of my box of Pop-Tarts and be like, oh, flexible dieting, hashtag, like whatever. <laughs> and like, if I, imagine if I posted a box of Pop-Tarts on my page today, like it's just it's yeah. so different. Um, right. But I think that I like the turn that it took um, because now it's just like you have this platform and you can really use it to educate people and to show up and inspire people in a totally different way rather than just being like, okay, I want to look like you or I want to eat the things that you eat. I mean, people are still going to do that no matter what, right. but like it's so much more than just you. I think that when it started, what I, what I remember is how, I really think people followed people because they wanted to look like them or they yes. wanted to eat the way they were eating. I think that, and, and of course that's still there. Like, of course that's in your mindset, like always, but I just remember like the comments would always be body focused. Like I would post a picture that made like my leg look really good or whatever. And then they'd be like, and I'd like, found myself you like want people to comment on it like it was like oh like your legs look so great or every comment I remember just being about what we looked like like I don't think there was there was interaction deeper but I just I think it was so surface level when yeah. it started yeah Do you know what I mean and then now I am blown away with how things have transitioned for online coaches. So can you talk about like, so you and Josh end up meeting, you're from your same home, like you're from the same area. You meet in San Diego, you realize it's about a million dollars to do anything out there. Mm -hmm. So you're like, all right, let's move back. And then what? Yeah. So at that point we get home, um, we're back at our parents' house. We've moved back, back in with both of them. So we're driving back and forth to seeing each other and, he ends up getting a job at Enterprise, like just being a marketing person. Um, that's his degree is in business. So, right. you know, we obviously still had our business SD Evolution and we were still like making that, trying to make that work, but it wasn't to a point where we could live off of it. <laughs> so he got a job. A few months later, I ended up getting a job full time um, as a corporate fitness manager. So at Anthem Blue Cross, I would just, you know, work in basically as an exercise physiologist. Um, and I worked there. So we would both work full time. We would come home and work on our business and try to make that grow. So that was our life for, let's see, probably right until we got married pretty much. Um, and then about six months after we got married, I was able to quit and he was able to quit. And we I remember this time. Yeah. So like, I feel like we like side note, right. I ended up moving to Rhode Island, which most of people that listen to this know that. And I'm only like less than an hour and a half away really. Or like at that time, maybe we were like two hours away from each other. Yeah. And so we would like meet up at least like every couple months and we're like working out. And that was before Allie was like a mom and had other responsibilities, <laughs> but we would like meet up and work out and just like talk. And then like, we would vlog, we have some vlogs we've done. Oh my God. We could pull those oh, up yeah. in the show notes of the <laughs> real good times, cute times. But, but I remember those moments for you and you being like, I'm in this job. Um, it's, it's comfortable. Josh is comfortable. We're not really, we're not, happy. Like we're not fulfilled yeah. from this. Yeah. And that was a big jump for you. Oh, it was a big jump. And so, you know, Obviously, I went to school and got my degree in exercise science, and that was one of the options for work. And like you, you get this job, and it's kind of exciting at first, and you know you get into it. And I would just, 
I got to a point where I was showing up every day and just kind of like dreading it. And I was like, that's when you know it's not what you want to do forever when you're not excited. Your gut will talk to you. Oh, yes. So, you know, I I forget exactly what happened with it, but basically – our management people wanted to hire a different company. And if I wanted to continue doing that, I had to reapply for the, my own position that I already had. And I, was I like, remember this. It's like all coming back to my head now. Yeah. I remember. Yep. So I was like, you know what? This is where I take the leap. Like this is my, this is the time. So I talked to Josh and I was like, you know what? I'm not, I don't want to reapply. Like I'm not happy here. And at that point he was, he had already quit his job because he was miserable doing the enterprise stuff. Um, and he was kind of working with his dad part-time, just like building houses and whatever. And he was like, I'll still do this, but we can really just take this leap and we'll have way more time to work on our business and really push it and make it to a point where it can be sustaining. And at that point it was, we were in a good spot. So it's not like we blindly left leapt and right. you know had nothing saved or like didn't have some income coming in we were in a decent spot but when I quit and made that leap it just blew up so much more because I had the time and energy and effort to really put into it whereas before it was just like a little bit I would try to do while I was at my other job and then I would yes. come home and try to do it at night so that really made a big difference for us um but yeah it's just crazy. I think that in so many times when we have to make that leap into something else when you're because I have such a similar I'm like picturing myself when you're talking because I'm like I was a health and phys ed major so I graduated as a teacher and then I would like I got a job right out of high school as like a long-term sub at my high school that I went to which was like amazing because I was comfortable and I knew everyone and it was fun to be back at my school. But I remember like going into my dungeon of an office because let's be honest, the phys ed offices are under the ground with like cinder bricks or yeah. cinder walls. And you have, like, you're lucky if there's a window like in your phys ed office, right? I'm staring at lockers every day. Like that's not how I thrive, right? No. <laughs> so I took it because I was like, well, I'll make some some concrete money. I, I live two seconds down the street. I'll live at home. And then I would come home at night and I would do, I would train a couple of clients in my mom's basement. Cause they, we have a gym down there and I would like do some programming online for people. And I remember such a similar situation, like, like enjoying who I was around because I was around my old teachers. So that was mm-hmm. fun. And I, but I found myself when I was teaching phys ed and I was teaching health to these students I was like breaking the mold of like what phys ed was because I remember what we used to do and no offense to my teachers, but like they were following these guidelines that, and I learned like what guidelines are in schools. But then I started to be like, you know what? I'm going to teach a step class and put on some hip hop music and see if we can get kids excited about just like moving to a beat. And then I started teaching quote unquote Zumba, uh, (laughs) like hip hop you know, I have a dance background for a little bit, so I can, I can hold my eight count. Right. (laughs) So I was like able to do some things there. And like, that's like the group instructor that we are. Right. So I was able to do that and incorporate this stuff into the schools. And then in health class, I remember like reading through the book and being like, dang, like this, no wonder it didn't like stick in people's heads. Like we've got to change what we're doing. And for me though, it was, yeah, making a difference in this little bubble that I have but I, I was like one foot in and one foot out. And I don't think that my training career could have taken off the way that it did because both my feet weren't in it. And that's yep. what you're saying. It's yep. like, I, we're the same thing. We're like going into this office. It's not really where we love to be. We're making the most of it. Like for me, I was around good people. I, I felt like I was helping people, but I wasn't to my full potential. And I think that you can't, you can't really give everything if you're not two feet on the ground. Right. No, I totally agree. And it's a scary leap to make because when you first make it, you have all of these like what ifs or like what if it doesn't work out or what if like we don't make enough one month or like there's so much more pressure because you are providing for yourself. But, you know, I mean, even still, like there's always that thought in the back of your mind, like this in 2020, (laughs) we could lose everything. So you have to, you know, it's, 
something where you weigh the pros and the cons. And for us, it's having the freedom to create the schedule that we want to live the life that we want now with our baby um, and future babies and, you know, being home and being able to work and be with them is what we've wanted from the beginning. So working for that is why we work. And that's kind of like our why behind everything that we do. And because we're so solidified in that why it all kind of just works out. And I don't want to say it comes easy because it doesn't, but you know, your hard work does pay off. And I think that for a lot of people, they think that being an entrepreneur or somebody who owns a business, it's just, you know, you're out working by the pool or it's like this glamorous lifestyle when in reality, you're work- there's no days off. I mean, we try to take weekends off now too, but at the same time, sometimes on Sundays I'll log in and just kind of get ahead for the week knowing that I want to hang out with Kai a little bit longer on Monday or like, you know, you just have to make it work for you um, and understand that it's not all sunshine and rainbows in the, in the same breath. And I think the, the mental side of things, like for, for someone like me, who is the in-person trainer, like I'm the one, you know, in the gym, in the house, in the backyard for me to be inside more or like on the computer was like a huge pivot I had to take this year. And it's like, but I found myself being like, I need to mentally create a new schedule for myself. Like it wasn't, I can't just sit here and stare at the computer and be like, well, what am I going to do today? Like Uh it, that was driving me absolutely crazy. So it was like, as entrepreneurs, we have to create something for ourselves. The amount of hats that we wear are unbelievable. And like, it's just, I think that people I remember saying to someone before, cause they, I think it's so easy with social media to see on the outside of Allie in like her adorable house and like, you know, the dogs and this and that, and be like, oh my gosh, like they just, Kai just wakes up and he's like lovely and they can like <laughs> eat breakfast. And it's like, I literally was home with my family and I have a four-year-old nephew and a, oh my God, Maddie will be two this summer. She's the birthday day before me. And the amount of like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to answer some emails while I'm like with the kids. Yeah. Right. Like I don't have my own children yet. We have a dog and that's like good right now. We're good right now. But it's like, I, I had my eyes on so many things. And the second you don't pay attention to them, that's when they they know, and they will be like, can we read this book? Can you watch me do this? Like, and I'm like, oh my God, what made me think I was able to do emails. You know what I mean? So I think for you guys, I would love to know, right? Like this could also be a whole other podcast because I know you have time restraints today, but I would love to know what was your transition like from San Diego to home, moving in together, starting a business together, right? And then we can maybe go into the, if you've got enough time, you can talk about bringing a human into the picture, but (laughs) wow. Because I think people think that it's so easy and it's so hard because nobody's telling you what to do. No one's giving you deadlines. No one's saying this is due on this day. No one's saying wake up at this time, like before baby, right? Like that groundwork had to have been laid or else you would have never been where you are now. And people have no idea what that looks like behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So that's a great, I'm glad you brought it back to us moving in together too because obviously so we lived together in San Diego we had a few other roommates um but that was like still you know you're in the honeymoon stage I moved in with Josh after two months of knowing him so it was either I move in with you or I go back home to Connecticut pretty much or I'm broke on the streets because (laughs) it's a thousand million dollars yeah yeah so you know we made it work while we were living there and that was hard because we shared a car we were together 24 hours a day but if like that kind of set us up for success when we moved back here and lived together once we were like in a good place after living with our parents for a little bit because we already had done it so we knew we got over that hump right away yeah (laughs) so that helped um but at the same time when we moved to get moved in together here in Connecticut it was also kind of hard because for a little bit like when i took that leap and was working on our business full time, Josh would still have days where he worked with his dad. So he would be out doing manual labor all day, would come home and have some client check-ins to do and like 
he would come home and I'm like the type of person that's very like I could work all day all night and just keep working 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 Corey say hi to Allie hi Corey (laughs) um sorry Trudy chat you gotta see what's around you (laughs) all right go ahead sorry no it's okay um so I can work forever and you know we had to really learn how to take time for ourselves and you know draw that line of okay yes we own a business together but we're also still a couple kind of thing and that was really like there were hard days with that um it was definitely not an easy road and there was a lot of fights and like conversations surrounding that but you get to a point where you kind of just you know your eyes are open to seeing that you can't just talk about business forever (laughs) like we had to like really shut off and go out and do things um and that's been an a struggle this year too, just because of COVID, we can't, we don't have that time to go off and do things together, but I'll get to mm-hmm. that in a second. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we found our, our groove with that in around 2017, which at this point, we're both working full-time for ourselves. We invested in what is now our client portal. So we had our web designer create this platform for our clients um, to just better organize and manage all of our clients. Because we were getting to a point where it was just very unorganized. We had a ton of clients. Um, We were still, you know, we still wanted to grow our business. So we weren't really at our highest price point yet. We were just taking on as many people as we can get to really just establish that you know, the testimonials and make sure that we were, were qualified to work with these people. Um, so we invested in the portal. That was like our biggest investment at that point. Um, mm. And that helped us so much as far as our productivity and making more time for ourselves, like tremendously. Because at that point, it was, we had like Excel sheets, millions of them out we had emails going nothing was like you know it was all over the place you're working it was all over the place that's how I would train like because I wasn't doing a lot of it like I would like send a google doc and then this shared google doc and then this and I just felt like I'm like then I tried a couple apps and I had everyone in the apps with like videos and then I was like okay I have some people in here and some people over here and I can't and so it never ended up working for me because it wasn't fluid at all like it was just all over yeah I mean it works it worked that way in the beginning with a few clients but once you get to a point where you have a handful of clients and you're like trying to keep things organized just it's not it just took too much time it was so much extra time and once we got the portal everything's in one spot all the programs are there video library messaging with our clients everything is in that one spot and that saved us so much time. Pause one second. My dog sees another dog. I'm just going to let her out. Oh, okay. (laughs) Go ahead. She was being so good. Oh, I didn't even hear her. And then there's this little corgi that's new to our little neighborhood. And oh my God. And her name is Biscuit and they walk her. So if she's going crazy, I apologize. (laughs) I didn't even hear her. So you're good. I'm the one that's like, like, hold on. But go ahead. So the the portal was like I remember you doing that. I remember a couple of years ago us talking. You're being like we're 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 making our own because it's like we haven't found one. Yes, that is doing everything that we need. Right. So the way Josh and I coach is kind of different. We're not just like macro coaches. We don't just like dish out meal plans or training programs and send you on your way. We are very involved with our clients, um, yes. and we focus on their overall health. So we're looking at sleep, their stress levels, their energy, their hunger, like their mindset, all of these things and nothing out there had everything that we needed. So we made our own. It took a while. Um, We eventually got all of our clients onto it and ultimately it did what we wanted and it saved us so much time. And this was leading up to 2018. Um, So at that point where we've had the portal for a good year, we're in a rhythm, everything is going really well. And we decide that it's time to start trying to have a baby. We just feel Mm -hmm. like we're, I mean, I don't think you ever feel like you're ready to have a baby. I'm sure. <laughs> but we were like, you know what? Let's just, I mean, why not? We're in, we're financially stable. I mean, whatever. Right. Um, I ended up getting pregnant the very first month that we tried. And right. at that point, it was like pregnancy was fine. We continued to work 
as normal. Um, and we established our boundaries and, you know, we took the weekends off and we would still go out and do things. And then little Kai man decided to arrive. Um, so cute. I was at Allie's baby shower, the cutest baby shower ever, oh like gosh. this jungle theme. Thanks to like, my sister. Oh my God. She is I could hire her for so many things. Yes. She just, she's like my sister-in-law too. They're like the hostess with the most is. And I just like show up for Christmas with like paper bags for people. And my sister-in-law comes in with like ribbons busting out the seams. Yeah. I'm like, I just don't have I'm that. I'm not that person. No. Nope. Yeah, yeah. I don't have it. You either have it or you don't. I don't think exactly. you, I don't think you can like acquire it, but no, I try. And it's like all the Pinterest fails you see are me. Like I'm like trying really hard. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. so Kai comes and you know, we're feeling good at that point. Like he's a newborn. We're obviously exhausted, but like, um, I would say the hardest part about that transition was not getting a maternity leave because you yes. own your own business. It's not like you can be like, okay, clients, like I'll talk to you in six weeks or 12 weeks or whatever. I don't even know how long a typical And to touch leave. on that, another aspect of people thinking that owning your own business is like the easiest thing. Like you're sitting by the pool. You also get no paid time off. Right. You, I don't work. I don't make money. Like for me, especially because I'm a in-person person, person, like if I'm not seeing my clients, there's no money coming in. They're not just paying me for the hell of it. Like, it's like, that is a huge thing. You get no, if you're going to have a baby, you have to be able to be like, all right, what's this going to look like? Because I'm not, you know, I'm not bringing in, no one's paying me to take time off. And that's where you can get in that cycle of, I have to work all the time, all the time, all the time. And so it's, it's so cool to see your story too, of how this, how like the rules that you have set along the way. Right. But yeah, so you're about to have a baby. You have no time off. Yeah. So at that point, you know, luckily we did spend a good year making that perfected so that even though I was working like the week after I had a C-section, um, it was, it was me sitting on the couch. Like I was on my laptop. So it's not like I had to like be active or whatever and do stuff. Like I could still get it done. And I was doing at that point, the bare minimum. So we weren't really pushing hard on getting new clients. We were just kind of focusing on maintaining what we had and getting through the early days of Kai being a newborn, um, and adjusting to having a new little human in the house. So I would say that was a really great thing. Like that was looking back the smartest move we could have made as far as the portal went, because it really just allowed us to be more present and mindful with him during those times. Um, as hard as it was not having time off for myself. Um, so now Kai is 18 months. Wow. And it's this year has been a struggle. Obviously I'm sure if you're another parent out there listening, you can really, um, everybody is essentially at some point this year, probably worked from home, um, or, you know, had time off or has kids in school, virtual learning. Like we're all in a different scenario, but we're all kind of in the same boat together. Um, and it's just been hard because one, we don't have extra help now. Um, so like our moms will come help on occasion, my mom's really great about coming up like once a week now. So that's really nice. Yeah. But um, just not having like, I think if times were different right now, we would have probably hired a nanny or someone at least part time for a couple of days per week just to come. So we could have that time to work. But Josh and I now, and we kind of started this, I would say probably when I was done breastfeeding, we do what we call parenting and shifts, yeah. um, which kind of sounds like not awful, but just like harsh almost, <laughs> but <laughs> like only at this time, like can you do this? <laughs> well, pretty much. So basically, but I love this idea though. Let me just say, because when we were trying to, people don't understand like behind the scenes of Allie and I trying to like see each other over these last couple months, it's been like insane. Yes. Because it's like, we can do this outside, but then it would rain every single yes, time. Or we every time. Go on a hike, but then it would be muddy. And it was like, all right, we're just going to do zoom and figure it out. But it, it's so reliant on you're like, all right, well, I've got Kai from this time to this time. And, and Josh, and I honestly, for someone who doesn't have a child right now, um, is I am, that's amazing to me because it's like how helpful maybe that could be for other people that would never think, yeah. maybe it sounds really harsh, well, but yeah. in reality, if you're both on the same page with that, there's no I feel like it's almost like taking the trash out, right? Yes. Not that Kai is trash. No, I'm saying, no, I totally hear me out, right? Yeah. If I'm like, 
hey, I need you. It's your turn to take the trash out. But then someone, but then your partner's like, no, it's your turn. Right. Then it's almost like with a human, I'd be like, oh, well, I need to go do this. It's your turn. But if you haven't communicated and that person needs to go somewhere, like, well, no, it's not my turn. And then all that's going to do is cause yes. fights and tension and whatever. So if you're on the same page, I think that's obviously it's not perfect. I'm sure we've talked about how challenging it can be, but I'm very like envious of that. Like that is that is to both be on the same page on that has to make you feel it's just more of a schedule. Yes. And I'm, Josh isn't even a very type A person. I'm more type A than him. Um, but just having that clear boundary of, okay, I get to wake up tomorrow with Kai and then at nine 15 or whatever time it is, depending on when he wakes up, Josh will take him and I can use that time. However I want, I can go work out. I can work. I can go run an errand. I can literally sit in a room and just breathe. (laughs) Like yes, you can choose how you want to use that time. And before, well, when I was breastfeeding, it was a little bit harder because I have to be on on his time. Um, but we would still try to have at least, you know, time where Josh would take him and I could go do my thing. And, you know, having that clear communication and that boundary set definitely made our relationship better with, you know, obviously bringing a human into this world is going to impact your relationship regardless of how you handle it. Um, right. So that was a learning curve, but that helped our relationship. And it just, like I said, it's because before you're both kind of on all the time and there's no really clear, it's like, okay, here, take him. I'm going to go do this really quick. And then you feel rushed. And then it's like just a mess, a jumbly mess, at least this way it's clear boundaries. And we just split it evenly since we are both home, which is really nice. Um, And I know a lot of people don't have that option, but if you know, there is a way where you can kind of implement this on either maybe even if you just did it on weekends or like on days that you do have extra help, it can help so much. And I think that was a really big, um, that played a really big role in my mental health, you know, being a new mother, raising a child during a pandemic. Like I can't imagine it, it, this was a big change for a lot of people and it was for us too. But at the same time, this is kind of just how our life is all the time, if that makes mm-hmm. sense without the, yeah. the slight bit of extra help. So it's well, yeah. and also too, you both work, you both work, like you're both in charge of your biz, the same business, working from your house, working from, so I feel like like for some people, they could never even imagine working with their spouse. Like we would be on different pages. We work differently, which I'm sure you guys do have differences. So like for you, what, maybe what has been like a big challenge for you guys to maybe like, even without talking about baby, right? Like, is there like, does one of you, what do you guys bring to the table differently? And maybe like something you've had to like work through. Yeah. So I think in the beginning, I guess I'll bring it back to the beginning. Like I am more like, let's just get all this done and do this, this, and this. And like, we both kind of came into it. So pre pre having this business, we had our own separate fitness businesses. So that transition was hard because you're both kind of used to being the boss and like running the show. Um, So over the years, we've just gotten more like, I'm really the social media person. I bring in the clients. People find us on Instagram. That's just where most of our clients come from or referrals. And Josh does a lot of the back end stuff, the finances, um, you know, the website stuff. He's really worked on the portal and setting that whole new business up with our web designer. Um, so we have different strengths and it took us a while to, for me specifically, it took me a while to kind of let go of some of the things that I was so used to doing and just being okay with not doing it all. And I think that was the biggest thing. And then as far as like working together, um, we actually spend a lot of time (laughs) on our own throughout the day. Like we'll work in separate rooms. Sometimes there are times where we work in the same room, we work out separately. So we still make an effort to get our own alone time, which I think is really helpful because in the beginning we would just try to do everything together. And then you get to a point where it's like, you don't ever feel like you get a break from that person that that I need a break from my husband but like you know what I mean everybody needs no it's like you need that alone time yes. like even me without a child like I tell Corey all the time like there are some nights where it depending too like sometimes I work I would work like my night trainer shift right from like four to like seven thirty and then yeah. I come home and like I just want to like get my snack and go upstairs and like put all my little lights on in the bedroom and just like watch some YouTube and kind of just like veg out out a little bit. And like in the beginning he would be like, 
I like he likes spending like he likes quality time. Our we the the, lung, the love, love language, language. Right? It's like yeah. our love languages are a little bit different. Um, so I respect the quality time, and then he res- like, and then so some nights we both stay down here. We make hot cocoa. We like our little old couple. We like watch something on Netflix together, and then some nights I just go upstairs. And I like walk away and he respects that. Cause he's like, I were on so much, um, especially with what you and I do, right. Yeah. Like, even though it's in different, in different ways, yeah. um, that I need it, we're giving so much to other people that I need to give to myself sometimes. And yeah. that's something that I was bad at, like, yes. be like, give, 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 give not listen to my own needs, not take any time for self-care and then wonder why I felt burnout or why I felt exhausted or why I felt like I was in pain. Like it was like, you're not taking any time for yourself. So it's not a bad thing to be like, I need, uh, I need to be away from every other human. Even if you're my husband. I think that's the biggest lesson that I learned becoming a mom is that it's not selfish to go work out by yourself or to go do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself because it actually makes you show up better for your significant other or for your your kids or for your dog or for for whoever it is because you are just happier and more at peace and you've got that time to put into whatever you wanted to do. So, you know, I talk about this with a lot of our clients. I work with a lot of postpartum and pregnant women. And it's one of the main things that we talk about week to week is just making sure that you get that time, even if it's 15 minutes a day. Like it makes a big difference. Yeah. And, and even, and, and that's the thing I love. So if we could, well, just so everyone knows that Allie is going to come back on and we're going to talk about, um, being like the myths of like working out while you're pregnant. Yes. And if you watch some of Allie's videos from when she was pregnant, like this girl lifting weight, doing <laughs> everything she was doing before. And so I want to talk about that. We're going to talk about post-pregnancy. I want to talk about so many different things, but I really like, especially cause today being the date that it is December 11th, um, Allie just, you finally like launched this portal that you guys have been working on. So if you could kind of just talk about, I want people to know about it, yeah. what they can, how they can reach you, how they can work with you, how they can everything, but what and it took a while, oh, right? Yes, oh, pretty much this whole year we've been working on it. So obviously we've had we've had the portal for years now, but what we did was we kind of just white labeled it. So our web developer Greg, he's awesome. He's our co-owner of Fit Coach Pro, which is what our new business is called. Um, right. He essentially just created a shell of this portal. Um, so if you're a health or fitness coach out there, you essentially can have access to this for your clients, um, and you know you can communicate with your clients through this and set it up in a way that fits your business the best. So it's completely custom to you. you can upload your logo, you can, you know, make it your own um, and set up your check-in process and everything so that it fits how you want to run things. And that was really important to us, obviously, because that's where we 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 weren't successful in finding anything else like that. Um, and we don't expect other people to coach exactly the way that we coach, but we do think that the way that we coach allows people to ultimately just live their healthiest and happiest lifestyle. So if we can essentially help others coach in a similar fashion or be able to reach their clients in a better way, everybody wins. So that was kind of our why behind creating this and offering it to other coaches. So it is live as of today. Um, you can, I, I have like an email list link that I can send to Casey. Maybe you can put it in the show notes or something. Um, Absolutely. Or you can just go to my Instagram um, at Alessandra Skutnik and it's in there too. But um, I'm just really excited because this kind of is, we're at a place, I guess, six years later where we can start to help other coaches create the lives that we've created for ourselves. And, you know, with time, we'll be offering kind of like mentorships and other things that come along with this if you want the option to talk to us about that. Um, But yeah, big things coming. It's so cool. It's congratulations, first of all. And <laughs> Thank two, you. I like, it's just so crazy how that's why I want to start this podcast. It's like the parallels of the people that we're bringing on, right? It's like everyone's story can be completely different, no matter even what they do for a living, right? But Sam and I just literally said this the other day because we're in a place now, like Allie's late 20s. I don't think she's hit the big three oh yet, yeah. you know? I'm 
I'm the big three one over here. Okay. So we are like, again, I got my grandma glasses on. We're good to go. But (laughs) Sam, literally, we were just saying this the other day. And what I said earlier in the podcast was when I had the interns underneath me and we were, and I was showing them, um, and this was in 26, 2015. So five years ago now, like I'm even at a different place now, five years later that I could help somebody. But when I had someone that was willing and eager to learn underneath of me, the teacher side in me was like exploding. I was like, and it's not that I know everything. It's not that I am like the best trainer you ever meet when it comes to like knowing where every muscle and bone is, but I can teach you how to communicate with your client, how to actually what I find. And Sam and I say this all the time. It's you can know everything you ever want to know about the human body. And Allie will know exactly where I'm going with this. You can know every bone. You can recite every muscle. You can recite every insertion point. You can do a freaking anatomy lesson on the spot. It does not make you a good trainer. Nope. It does not make you a good trainer. A good trainer takes into account. And even though Allie and I do this in different settings, a good trainer takes into account your lifestyle, what, how you sleep, your nutrition, your your dieting history, your lifestyle, what you do for a living, like everyone shows up differently. And we just talked about this with our other guest we had on last week named Jeff about meeting our clients where they are. And if you are going into being a trainer and you think that you need to be the smartest person in the room, you don't You need to be able to be able to connect with people and be able to hold a conversation and be able to communicate and be able to be empathetic and understand that you might not have every answer, but if you can meet someone where they are and they feel seen, it's completely going to change the way that your business runs and how people feel about you. Because in, and I like, you know, it's funny because I'm in this, I'm in this world, right, on social media, but I like I'm on the outside of the circle, meaning that like I'm not an online trainer. I I have tried, I've dabbled, I I do it for people that I'm like close with. But we were saying, you know, there's there's a couple of different things here. One, it's as much as people might say, like, you know, there are I will stand up for the trainers that are in person that are taking into account what a lot of you guys are doing. And I, there might not be a whole lot of us out there, but they, and the thing about the beauty of the online space is that you have a way of communicating with more people mm-hmm. than I do in like a one-on-one setting. Right. So for me, I love groups. We have big groups. We have these communities that have formed. So there, I, I, it's like, there are people in the in-person space that, that do the same things that our online coaches are doing. Right. And it's like, I stand up for those people because I, I understand both sides. Cause I've seen horrible online trainers, which you have too. like, yes. we know what that looks like. Right. Yeah. And we've also seen bad in-person trainers that are just telling people, here's your exercise. I mean, I've witnessed it firsthand one time on a treadmill. I'll never forget it on a treadmill, walking on a treadmill at a gym. I used to go to, I don't go there anymore watching a trainer with a woman and he was like a young kid didn't matter. I've, I've, I've been around a lot of young kid, really good trainers. And she was having a hard time. He had her on a stability ball and she was doing like knee tucks. Right. Mm -hmm. And the woman couldn't even hold herself up in that plank on the stability ball before she pulled her knees in. And I'm watching and I'm like, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm like, why is he progressing this movement when she can't even hold this position. Yeah. This woman was falling off the ball, rolling and falling and hitting the turf. Right. And I, and he just stood there 10 feet away from her, gave her no empathy, gave her, made her feel, I could just see the embarrassment on her face, the, the doubt that she had, and there was no help. He didn't even go over to like offer to, and this is before COVID, like he didn't even go over to help pick her up. And like, get her back on the ball. He just kept forcing it. And that's a great example of like why you could know all of the fancy and amazing exercises in the book. But if you can't apply them to your client, it does not matter. It doesn't. And I remember being like, and this, the reason that's pissing me off so much is because I'm not one of those. And, and so as much as we can't, you know, 
be with the amount of people that an online coach can be with in one time. Um, there are like handfuls of us in person that really do have that connection with our clients. But the cool thing, right. Is that, um, I think that like Sam and I were saying, we've done that. Uh, Todd would always say like in the trenches, right? Like you're in the trenches with people and you're in the trenches with the, with the, in the gym and being able to be at a point now where even Sam and I are starting to think, and he's already there with his business is now we've done this right. And we can now teach people how to do this and teach people how to be a good in-person trainer where you can have these skills, right. Of taking into account this whole person's story, not just the surface level. And And so it's so cool to see your side of it with that, with that, like, I'm even like, damn, I could learn so much like from that online coaching and then our side of it from that in-person coaching of we're ready to like teach people under like that are coming up and helping them and give them what we know. What good are we if we're not helping the next generation of people be better? Like what good are we if we keep all of our knowledge in our brain and never give it to anybody else? Right. And there's room for everyone to grow. And I mean, the whole world needs people who are helping them look after their health, right? So it's not like we have a shortage of clients. If we can help someone coach others better, then we're reaching more people and more people are becoming healthier and happier and the mission is complete. Yes. And that's, and that's what I love. There is room for everyone. And that is, and that's the beauty of Allie and myself and Sam and everyone that I'm surrounded by. It's like, like your path is in the end, the goal is the same, right? Like the goal is to help people to bring it full circle, to, to, to be a better light in this industry. Cause we could go on a whole different topic (laughs) about what we see in this industry and why it's frustrating. I want to say to be the good ones, like yeah. to be the people that are doing this for the right reason of other people. Um, and that's why I love, I will like support you till the end because it's like from day one, you've had that and you've, you, no matter like in what you've tried and what you've, you know, we all fail, we all grow, we all, we all have times of doubt, but in the end, it comes back around and to see what you guys are doing is always so inspiring. Just so you know, from the outsider looking in, it inspires me in my own path, which is different than what they're doing, but it's, it's really the same goal in the end. And that is what we want. Those are the people we want in our circle. And those are the people that I want supporting me. And I then support them. Absolutely. So where can everyone find you, Allie? And on the next episodes, just so we there all know, are more guys, coming. There are more coming. <laughs> We're going to have a little teaser. I already took Allie past her time. I'm so sorry. Um, we, uh, we're going to talk about all the things we talked about today and just almost like little separate, separate, uh, episodes, but where can they find you where I'm going to link everything, obviously in the show notes for them. Um, but just kind of give a little spiel and let them know. Yeah. So my personal Instagram, which is where like all the things are is at all the things <laughs> at Alessandra Skutnik, just my first name and my last name. SD evolution is our website. Um, also linked in my Instagram. Basically, if you go to my Instagram, you can find pretty much every YouTube website, the portal, everything is there. So, right. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of you. And Thank it's you. just been so cool to see your growth from little Allie that was like coming to my workout and asking me (laughs) questions and the friendship we've been able to create. It's like, I'm just so thankful to have people like you in this circle. Um, and it's just, it's just, you have to hold these relationships close because it's like, there are only so many people in the world. I feel like you can just be your true self and talk about things. And especially when we're in the same field, like, it's just so cool to see. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Of course. And you obviously have been you literally got me started. So you are why I'm where I am today. So, but the best thing, you're right. The best thing that came out of that phone call was our friendship. So. Right. Oh my God. Allie's giving me all the feels. I'm going to get all the warm and fuzzies. (laughs) The warm and fuzzies. Oh my gosh. I love you, Allie. So guys, make sure to follow her. If you're not already, I'm sure you are. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.